right, everyone, how you doing? I am Sergio from the Dodgeball Podcast, and here with me I have... Hi, my name is Gia, founder of Dodgeball Calgary, and I'm captain of Rack Attack. Joshua here, captain of Team Diabolique, play, outside, play from Montreal, a part of the Raton Chassard uh, League, which helped organize nationals. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know that. And our next one. Uh, I'm Shade. I play for Valkyrie, which is a club that is primarily based out of Ottawa. Nice. And last one. And I'm Shauna. I play for the women's reckless team and I play out of Toronto. Nice. And as you guys can tell here, a little bit long overdue, but it's something I've been wanting to do for a while now. And we're going to recap the nationals that took place in Canada roughly two weeks ago, safe to say. Again, long overdue, but it is something I've been trying to do for a while now. So um, let's set the scene here for the people at home. Um, to my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't nationals over there invite only? And what is it? And if so, what's the criteria to to get that invite? Uh, we can start with uh, Gia. Ooh, I feel like everyone else here would be better at answering that. Um, my understanding of nationals is that. <laughs> Uh, you you play at your provincials, and then those who qualify at provincials, whether you um, you know you have you know first or second, they play for nationals. Is that consistent across the board? Is she right? Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. So Shade Shade said, "Yep." Shauna's just nodding her head. You know, this is an audio podcast, right? So I got to be. I, gotta <laughs> I was wondering because it's like a group thing. I was like, should we all be on mute? Should we like all be off mute? No, He's no, it, it's fine. It's fine. But it's an audio podcast. Not everyone can see you in your head and approval. So I have to illustrate that just for the I'll record. I'll be more audible from moving forward. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. All right. So the, the criteria is pretty much finishing the top two and you get a ticket to this thing. It depends on yeah. the province, uh, depending on the, the organization or your PSO and then the number of players you have in, in your community, you may, your province may have um, a higher number of spots available for nationals. Oh, so higher, higher number of spots would mean like, let's say top four, not necessarily top two make it right. I think I Ontario like that, yeah. this year had, what was it? Five? Five spots, more than yeah. Okay, so um, a little, little nuance, but for the most part, yeah, you pretty much finish top of the class, so to speak, and get a ticket to this thing? Mm-hmm. Pretty okay. much. Generally, depending on who's hosting, depending on the venue, from what I understand, uh, that's where they decide the number of teams that can compete at Nationals. And then depending on that number, they split it out amongst uh, all provinces. So how far in advance do you find out like the logistics, like how many teams and how far out? I think we find out uh, probably a few months ahead of the provincial qualifiers. Usually the uh, tournament packet that gets sent out um, to each team highlights uh, how many teams uh, each province has been allotted. Um, and it's just based off your demographic uh, within each province. Pretty much your player pool then? Yep. Okay, so the size of your player pool determine the size of your uh potential um open spots that you guys can send from there correct got it all right um so let's let's kind of hear some stories where were you and we could start with uh josh where were you when you found out that you your team got the invite and how excited were you well i was 
competing in the actual provincial tournament because uh, for, uh, for for Quebec we were uh, we were given three men's teams and two women's teams this year. Uh, so essentially, placing top three would have just give, solidified our spot going to nationals. Um, so we we competed it and going into the the finals. Uh, knew right off, right off, right then and there that we had made it, knowing that we were top two. Um, so it definitely relieved a lot of stress going into the the final match against uh, Quebec one. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. So you found out pretty much the during the tournament you played in to to clinch it. So safe to assume you probably found out a lot earlier than everyone else. Uh, it depends on your province. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Each 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 province hosts their provincial tournament at a different time. Uh, we, I think, I don't remember the exact date, but it's usually around two to three months prior to nationals taking place is when your most provinces host their their provincial tournament. Ah, I see. And uh, I think a lot of players and provinces know going in how many slots they have. So a lot of teams are entering their tournament saying, "Okay, we got to at least make top three or top four, or whatever that number is." allocated to the province. So it's not so much that we get an invite later, you sort of, based on the results of the tournament on the day, you have a pretty good idea of whether or not you're gonna go. Oh, gotcha, all right, so. What was interesting last year uh, for, for for my team that is, is we end up, we actually didn't make it and last year they expanded. So sometimes, sometimes your province may gain a slot that you're not aware of. So. Uh, our team was devastated, you know, having lost, not going to nationals. And then later on that evening, we were told, hey, actually, we were able to gain an extra spot for our province. We're extending an invite to you. And sometimes this just happens randomly. Yeah, yeah. It Honestly, it's based off a lot of, there are a lot of different factors that they base uh, allocating additional teams off of. But um, usually at the start of the year, they decide how many province or how many teams each province gets and if a province comes back and say hey we can't um we can't field that many teams then there are x amount of teams up for grabs and then they kind of decide how they're going to allocate those to uh, the provinces after the fact so when you're going into the provincial qualifier you have a pretty good idea but regardless of kind of the idea you have every game still matters the placement still matters because you never know when you could get called up last minute to uh to to play at, at nationals called up last minute like come in to fill in for a team that couldn't make it uh more so um if a province says that they can't field the amount of teams like for example this year uh i believe alberta uh on the women's side they were allocated a third team probably about gia correct me if i'm wrong but probably about a month out of nationals that sounds about right mm. yeah so with the with a month's notice, despite the fact that uh, the provincial qualifiers for Alberta were early January, you know they were notified sometime in March. Hey, we've got an extra spot for you. Uh, can you field a team? And they were able to field a team, which is really awesome. Oh, nice. But sometimes these last minute things can happen. But generally, you want to play for the best possible placement. Oh, for sure. For sure. All right. Uh, and all right. So let's let's get into. Let's get into a little fun uh, segment that I wanted to ask. So you guys already pretty much solidified your spots, but I'm pretty sure there's always that one team or two for whatever reason you love to play against or they bring the best out of you. Um, and we could start with uh, Josh for this one. Uh, was there any teams you were looking forward to facing at uh, Nationals? And if so, why? Is there like a, 
a rivalry history there or is there like a player on the certain team that you want to go up against that you were looking forward to? Uh, for myself and I think for my team as well, no, no actual rivalries. We're a pretty new team. This is only our second year going to nationals and it's also a, a different roster than our than our first year um, in Edmonton um, in 2022. Um, but go, uh, going into it, we, we definitely know a lot of the teams. And I think, you know, one team that we were really excited to play against was Future because the, they've been obviously this up and coming, fast, aggressive team that everybody's been looking out for. And I find like we're starting to get similar traction or similar, similar eyes on us. And so we were looking forward to seeing how we could do against them. Um, another team for sure that we were excited to play against, but also nervous was Fury. Um, we were that round robin team that upset Fury last year at Nationals that got a lot of people talking. And so going into it, we were we were hoping to either upset again, cause another upset, but uh, unfortunately it didn't play out that way this year. Um, but, uh, but those were pretty much, for, for myself, the two teams that I, I was most looking forward to. For sure. Uh, what about you, um, Gia? Oh, yes. So, so many amazing teams. Um, our pool, we had a lot of incredible teams like Valkyrie, Bloom, Rainbow Thunder, Amaralis. Unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to play Reckless again this year, uh, but we were very honored to be able to watch them. Um, always an honor to play uh, in nationals against a lot of the strong teams. Um, a fun story is probably our relationship with Bloom. Um, I believe most of our girls on Rack Attack and Bloom started off with eight and a quarter inch dodge. So a lot of times we played at TLC or at Unicorn Cup. Um, so there's a lot of strong friendships there. They're kind of like our big sister team. So mm -hmm. it's always neat um, going against them, playing with them. There's always a lot of love on and off the court. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's actually really cool. Definitely want to dive into that in a future interview, future episode. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Shade? Um, well, it's actually funny because so obviously, uh, Valkyrie and Reckless are from the same province. So we've kind of had this ongoing rivalry for years now. Um, <laughs> and kind of bringing it back to you talking about qualifying for nationals. Uh, it's funny because you go into Ontario's qualifiers and Ontario is usually allotted about three teams. So you're, you're kind of like, quote unquote, biggest game is actually the semifinal. Um, everything else from there is bread and butter. But the semi is what matters the most, because if you win that, you punch your ticket. Uh, so we played an absolutely fantastic game against Obsessed, which is the team that we played in the semifinals to qualify. And I remember winning that semi and being like super thrilled, feeling like the weight had been fully lifted off our shoulders. But then I remember looking over at the court next to us <laughs> and uh, seeing that Reckless, our historical rival, uh, had just won their semifinal, which meant that we were going to be squaring up with them for the, for the one spot, um, which is a spot that for Valkyrie has kind of eluded our team since our inception. Um, so I just remember thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm so happy that we just qualified and that everything from here on out is just the bread and butter of it all. But I'm trying to get that bread. <laughs> so <laughs> we play a phenomenal game against them, which came down to a tiebreaker, sudden death overtime game that my team actually won. Um, so going into nationals, they were definitely the team that we were looking forward to playing the most. Unfortunately, we didn't end up getting to play them, but uh you know, they uh, they did their thing, rocked it out to the finals. They won the whole thing. So it was it was awesome to see. Um, and then the other team, of course, that we looked forward to playing was uh, Rack Attack, which, you know, G is a, the captain of. They're a newer team from Alberta, have a ton of raw talent and potential. 
Um, three of the folks from their team were members of the Team Canada National Program last year, um, two of which were coached by Lynn and Spencer. Lynn, who plays on Valkyrie, and Spencer, who coaches Valkyrie, and uh, actually did a bit of coaching with Frack Attack in 2022. So we've kind of seen them at a lot of tournaments, but somehow we had never actually played against one another and so hmm. this was going to be the first time that we'd been in the same pool and you know as expected they were fantastic they had a really really solid game against us i think the score ended up being 5-2 but each set was like such a grind on both ends where it was like coming down to like a 2v1 a one-on-one kind of thing could have been the flip of a coin on who uh, came out on top so definitely those two teams for sure and uh, what about you shauna who were you looking forward to facing Oh god, I don't like following Shade because I feel like shouted out so many people and teams. Um, I so going in, um, I think we were most anticipating our Valkyrie game, which is again ironic because we didn't end up even playing you guys, which was a, a bit of a bummer. But honestly, I wasn't like that bummed because you guys keep beating us and uh, <laughs> I play other teams once in a while. Um, <laughs> And then uh, uh, Rogue was the other team that we would that we were anticipating the most, and I'd say that we probably mentally and from a footage perspective prepared for the most. Um, as the tournament went on, go- though, I think um, uh, there were like teams that maybe surprised us a little bit, and then I really wanted to play them. So we knew we were playing Sirens, for example, uh, from Nova Scotia, and they really surprised me. They, I think actually they were maybe our toughest game at one point um, when they were fighting for a playoff spot against us and they really had us nervous for a second. Uh, they they put up a really, really good fight. Um, and then I kept just hearing all about Bloom, like all throughout the tournament, they're like, oh shit, like, like this Bloom team, they're having the best, the best tournament. Um, they're doing really, really well. So I was hoping as well that in um, at some point in the playoffs that we would get to face up against them and just see what all the talk was about um but it didn't happen for us this year but um we did get to play rogue uh twice as our very first game and then uh in the finals and both uh games were uh close and fun and competitive as always earlier you said that you kept losing to someone was it you said you could lose- oh their oh, name is valkyrie, is valkyrie. <laughs> Um, yeah, we've just been on a, a Valkyrie's definitely had us like figured out. Um, but I will say with every time we play them, like, I think we're, it's the games are closer and closer and closer and it's a rivalry. Yes. But it's like the gentlest rivalry because I think there's so much respect for each other. And we do, I think really enjoy playing each other. Um, they challenge us. I hope, I hope that we challenge them as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, I feel like the games, because we've played against each other so many times, the strategy almost becomes like meta and like, yeah. it's, it's like, okay, it's we fun. know that they're going to do this. So we have to do yes. this, but then what if they know we're going to do this. Like it's, yeah. it's truly something. Dodgeball inception. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it just, yeah, it, the best way to describe it. Dodgeball inception right there. Um, but I just wanted to figure that out. I'm like, cause I, I, I missed the name the first time, but I just wanted to hear it. All right. So, um, going into day one, obviously, you know, round Robin is over and we can start with, uh, we'll start with Gia for this one. How do you feel going after, uh, day one? Gia. Yeah. Um, a lot of feelings. So round Robin was during day one and a bit of day two as well. So a lot of 
feelings. Um, we were very happy that we did make it to playoffs. A lot of adrenaline, you know, you're very tired as well, um, excitement, nervousness, so all part of the journey. Um, round robin was tough, so we knew that playoffs was going to be tough as well. Did you have any um, personal uh, highlights during uh, playoffs? I'm sorry, uh, during um, round robin uh, that you want to shout out? Any particular plays you pulled off or your team pulled off that you want to put on blast right now? Hmm. Um, personal highlights. Only so, during I that time. <laughs> Only during round robin. Yeah. Um, I think our team, uh, for some reason, I feel like team catches are really, really exciting. So I find that our team is getting a lot better at those team catches. Uh, there was one moment that stood out to me was um, when a ball hit one of our players and went up in the air. And then both Betty, Mac, and I were running towards that ball. And then we just literally had this moment of like just looking at each other and being like, who's going to get it? And she's like, Kate, hey, I'm not going to get it. And I was like, okay. And then so I think that was a very proud moment of us because usually we're a bunch of headless chickens. Um, so being able to actually communicate in that moment and one of us make a decision. So, <laughs> so we are growing. A team of headless chickens that started from the bottom and now they're here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there we go. That's a perfect way to describe you right there. You remember that. <laughs> of course I do. I'm the one that said it. Um, <laughs> what about you, Josh? How was your uh, round robin vibes? And um, do you have any highlights from said uh, round robin? Uh, so end of day one meant the end of uh, four games out of the seven round robin for us. So we still had three round robin games leading up to day two. Um, I actually ended up injuring myself uh, game two, day one, which was pretty discouraging. Uh, we were against hardest foam and something that's never happened to me before occurred where I went to block this crazy strong shot and it was the, a clean straight on block that just jammed my whole pinky. Um, but in the game, in the moment, I didn't feel anything and I kept playing and then all of a sudden I couldn't hold a ball anymore. And I had to just remove myself from the court at that point. Um, so for me, end of day one was tough because I obviously have to, as captain, like not show any form of, you know, upset or discouragement. So I had to just continuously pump up the team and be there for them. And, and they played amazing day one. Um, and then going into day two was kind of like resetting my mental and deciding whether or not I'm going to push myself and go on the court day two. Um, and, and I did um, going into day two, I ended up playing, but uh, day, day one was, was pretty difficult. We, we had a, we had a tough pool um, throughout the weekend. It ended up being nicknamed the, the death pool. Um, so we, we had uh, some very strong matches um, and, and we we were really proud of how we, how we played day one. Um, and I'm, I was very happy with how it all turned out. Um, although we definitely, we had a couple injuries going into it. Wait, you weren't the only one that got injured. Uh, well, you know, cramps happen and, oh. and, I mean, and things like that. No, no, no serious injury. And, and okay. thankfully, what was funny with the finger is um, it, it was a point where I couldn't hold anything in my hand. And then day two, it's almost like nothing ever happened. So some people thought I was faking. Some people would laugh and, and be like, you know, <laughs> why, why didn't you play day one? And 
I can't explain it today. I couldn't explain it then, <laughs> but you know what? I don't want to. I was able to play going into day two, thankfully, and, and you know, get my time on the court. I mean, I would imagine you would not be faking it at that level at that. Definitely that not. Venue. No, I, like, I maybe, want maybe in rec league, but like this is for all the marbles, so to speak. You know, you would yeah, no, I, they, they were joking. It was just friendly, okay. like friends, you know, banter and, and just being dickheads. But uh, yeah. no, it was it was it was it was just a joke. And yeah, I mean, I definitely wanted my time on the court. And as captain, I think I I'm, I'm able, to, especially on this team, I find I I, I hold our team together, so to speak, and and I think that they look up to me a lot as well. So I think not being on the court definitely wasn't easy, but thankfully uh, I was able to move past that challenge. For sure. Uh, what about you, uh, Shade? Our uh, round robin, you know, day one and day two, um, it went it went really well for us. Uh, we did manage to go undefeated in round robin, um, but the but the the games were all very, very close, which is, <clears throat> which is really awesome to see. Um, I think that we play, there were a lot of teams in our pool that we rarely see, or we like never get to see. So it's always, I find that it's always hard and it always takes a bit of time to kind of gauge and size up an opponent before you, you know, swoop in and, and you're able to, to take over. And I think that, um, what I was proud of the most uh, for our team is that there weren't always games where we started the first half uh, being a more dominant team, but we took that first 10 minutes to kind of um, figure out strategy and then reassess at half. And then we really were able to come through in the second half and, um, and dominate in a big way there. Um, but yeah, all, all in all, I think we were really happy going into playoffs. I think we, we ended up having, like our team and then reckless in the other pool ended up finishing seven and zero. we ended up having the exact same point differential as well so i think it ended up even coming to like points against to determine who ended up taking the one spot um so yeah like that's, I think that that's just, also should I, I think that was also tied so then they had to go to yes. the going into the tournament which was crazy. yeah yeah um so it was just kind of like this whole big amalgamation of things i think i heard that we were playing about five different teams at one point because nobody really knew how the playoff standings were shaking out um because things were so close with uh people uh and their records and how they finished um how tight the games were so point differential was close it was really cool to see damn <laughs> looks like the women's side of the pool was a dog fight right there <laughs> I think women's and men's was a huge, like this whole tournament was a dogfight. I think anyone, <laughs> anyone in the top eight, like would, I would argue like, yeah, if you guys won, I'm not surprised, you know, like it was really close, uh, the entire, the entire tournament. Damn. Yeah. I remember sitting, um, and watching the women's games were just before playoffs and there were like two or three happening that were make or break. And you could tell that everyone was putting 200% on the court. Um, it was it was quite the show. Wow. It was like that the whole weekend. Absolutely, yeah. For sure. What about you, uh, Shauna? Yeah, um, just to build on what Shane and Josh were just saying too, it's, it's exciting, like, having done this a few years now, like, seeing each year. I feel like when we used to do nationals, there was a – quite a large talent gap. I think there was like uh, either you're a really strong team or like you're a pretty brand new team. And um, 
what's exciting is now every year, I feel like the talent gap just keep, gets smaller and smaller. So games are so much tighter. Um, yeah, a lot of nail biters, which I think just makes the sport even more exciting to watch in Canada too. Um, but to answer your question, um, Shay mentioned we were also undefeated at the end of day one heading into playoffs. So we were feeling really good about that. I'm always, maybe I'm a bit jaded, but I, we've definitely had moments as reckless or even like um, on the Canadian team where we go undefeated round Robin. And then we're like cursed with the semi semifinal game. Um, and we just, you know, in the past haven't performed. So I was like celebrating with the girls, but also in the back of my mind, I was like, oh my God, I hope this is not like a weirdly bad omen for uh, tomorrow, heading into tomorrow. But um, I think mentally this year for our team was the best we've ever been. I think as a whole tournament, it's the best we've ever been. Um, and every game that we had that day, um, just the energy on court felt really good and really supportive. Um, so while I had this kind of like omen, like lingering in the back of my mind, I also was very optimistic um, heading into day two. Yeah, that, that that omen, if I were if I were you and I'm highly superstitious, I'd be very, very weary of it. So mm -hmm. the fact that you were celebrating, you're a lot braver than I would be in that case. Yeah. <laughs> I'd just be too weary of the Grim Reaper over my shoulder. I know. Yeah, no. <laughs> all right. So now we're talking about playoffs. So it's all on the line. I know some of us here, with the exception of actually one of us, uh, actually made it to the finals here. But um, let's talk about it. Playoffs, starting with Gia. How did you feel after your final game, overall placement, and just talk about your team vibes at the end of the tournament? Yeah, um, I, I always feel like, um, you know, my teammates, they always play remarkably. Um, you know, we've all grown so much in the last three years, and I'm very proud of them. I'm very proud to be on this team. Um, I, I don't remember our overall placement, but unfortunately, we didn't make it to the third day of playoffs, uh, which was our goal this year. Uh, but we, of course, lost two amazing teams, and uh, we're just going to take what we learned and hopefully come back stronger next year. For sure. <clears throat> what about you, Josh? Uh, well, I think like many, uh, our goal going to nationals is is making playoffs. Um, not necessarily winning or, or quite, you know, shooting for the stars, but I think making playoffs is kind of where we set the bar for ourselves as, as a team. Um, and and as as many of and many of the rest have mentioned, this is probably the toughest nationals. I've only competed at uh, three, including this one. Um, and it's definitely was uh, the most difficult so far. Um, and we we didn't make it to playoffs by uh, one round in sudden death. So it was pretty close. It, we had some very, very strong games. Um, we didn't necessarily, even though some games had maybe a bigger differential, I think like many others, every single point was a battle. It was never kind of a wash and we needed to beat uh, Future in round robin to make it into playoffs. And we ended up losing to them um, in by one point in sudden death. So it was a, it was a pretty big nail biter, but I was super proud of obviously how our team played throughout uh, all of round robin day one and half of day two. Um, we, for a new team, I think we've definitely put ourselves on the map and we still have a lot to learn, um, mm -hmm. but being able to have this opportunity and play amongst such stellar, you know, competition and, and getting to meet other people as well is really gonna, you know, kind of 
is is our stepping stone to hopefully one day getting our solidifying our spot in like the top eight in Canada. For sure, I'm sure we'll definitely hear more about you in the future. Um, what about you, Shade? Um, I think going into playoffs and honestly just going into this tournament, we've kind of we we went into it knowing it was going to be a grind. You know, we were coming back uh, as the national champions from 2022, and so. We knew that if we wanted to, uh, if we wanted to win, we were going to have to perform consistently. And I think we felt good going into day three, uh, but for some reason, we just couldn't, we just couldn't put it together that final day. Um, it's it's kind of funny because we've, we as a team, like Valkyrie as a team, since since nationals of 2022, we every tournament we went to, we hadn't lost. So from Nationals 2022 until Nationals 2023, every single tournament we attended, we won. And, you know, you're you're bound to have a bad day eventually, right? And it just happened that our bad day was the worst possible time. And I think if you offered us a million dollars that day, we probably wouldn't have been able to string together a win. I don't know what it was. Offensively, we just were not hitting. We were moving pretty well, but most of us, like, we just couldn't figure it out offensively. And it happens. I think that uh, it was a good, it was a good learning, like it was a good uh, lesson for us. Um, and and we took a lot away from it. I think that as soon as it happened, you know, as soon as the day was over, we took maybe a couple days uh, to ourselves. And then we were kind of back to the, uh, all right, we're going to watch footage. Where did we go wrong? Kind of how do we prepare ourselves for next year kind of thing. Um, and, uh, and it, but it was nice to see, uh, you know, all the respect to Rogue and Rainbow Thunder. They, they gave us, a, they put up a phenomenal fight. They had themselves some great playoff matches. And so all the, all the praise to them. Um, but yeah, it was, it was good for us in the sense of, uh, it just really reminded us that there's always room to grow and improve and, and whatnot. For sure. I mean, moments like that does suck, man. I'll tell you that right now. You can't buy a shot. You can't (laughs) buy a free throw. You can't buy a call. Like moments like that does suck, man. I'm just, I'm just leveling with you. It does suck. Yeah, it's rough, but you know what? Like at the end of the day, uh, though you you take you take what you get with from the experience, and it's not necessarily a loss. It's just a it's just an opportunity to to learn and grow. Um, and I mean as you mentioned reckless ended up taking it home you know they kept it in ontario which uh we were really happy with uh really proud of them so <laughs> oh, wasn't, now, now, now wasn't we're going us. provincial pride here now we're going provincial pride here <laughs> all right shana uh the spoiler alert you did win um yeah. but, oh, how, did, how did you feel over the weekend and especially over over playoffs as well uh, i'm wondering now with what Shanae just said is uh, if, if we won because see like seeing you guys uh, not make it to the next round today, we were like, well, we have to for Ontario. <laughs> That's the motivation we needed. Um, no, but um, I think, um, yeah, I think as I sort of mentioned before with the round robin, it wasn't that different going into playoffs. It was, the mentality was one game at a time, staying mentally strong, um, failing fast, not not getting down on each other. Um, we had a, a really good sort of um, pre-game ritual where one of our players, Kenley, um, she just, we, we'd like get in a huddle and, you know, we talk about, listen, like, here are the things that we can expect 
from this game. We can expect for calls to not go our way. We can expect to feel like maybe we hit someone and, and they don't go out. We can expect to get frustrated. We can expect all these things because that is dodgeball. And so many things can happen in a game. And I think going in with that frame of mind kept us really calm. And um, when those things inevitably happened, uh, whatever it may be, um, it's like, oh yeah, we talked about this. Like we, yeah, this is this is what we said was going to happen. So here it is. It's happening, and no need for any of us to freak out. Um, this is going according to plan. Um, so I think that was uh, quite a game changer for us, and I think we just had a lot of fun. Like I, I think all the girls just had a really, really good time all weekend. We're really proud of each other. Everyone saw the court. Everyone had really amazing moments. So. I think I just remember feeling excitement going into um, the final day and we knew Rogue was gonna put up a really good fight. We watched a little bit of their game, our games leading up to uh, the finals and it ended up being a great game. They kept it close. Yeah, I saw that footage, um, but talk to me though. Let me know, how did that feel when you got that final whistle and you knew that the win was secured? <laughs> Uh, it felt uh, really good. Um, it felt like a long time coming because, yeah, Valkyrie has had us for, we've seen a lot of second places <laughs> the last uh, few tournaments, uh, at least on, um, with Canada. So, um, or within Canada, I should say, but um, no, it, it felt really good. And I was just, I was just, again, like so happy for the team and to be with the team Um it felt good. We, I think we were, we finished third last year. And um, even though we medaled, I think we were deep down really disappointed with that finish. And we knew that we could have done better. Um, we just had that semifinals curse, as I mentioned. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll say it. It feels good to be on top. Why not? There we go. There Heck we go. yeah, Shauna. <laughs> I was about to say, you know, we're not being humble here. We're not yeah. being humble here. I, I know Kenley. I know Lisa. We not humble here. <laughs> you better talk your shit like you know what that jersey means. Uh, you, know? you know, a lot of people say that placing second is is the hardest position to leave mm -hmm. on a tournament because you leave on a loss, whereas you first and third, lose. you're leaving on a win. Yes, you got to win the bronze. And I definitely know what that feels like. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I do want to say something to that. I hate how much that makes sense. <laughs> I'd rather listen. I'd rather place third than second sometimes, <laughs> for for my mental sake. <laughs> you see, I'm I'm kind of like in reverse because I'm more in like rank order. Like, okay, you finished third, I got second, but then when you hit me with that point, I'm like, but I ended on a loss. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I think you walk away from the game feeling a bit different. It's like, yes, for bronze, like you have to. Josh, uh, who also uh, coaches the Reckless team, he says all the time, like you, it's the team that that can collect themselves after the, the semifinal loss faster. That's the team that's winning the bronze because that's what it's all about. You have to come back from a, a really bummer loss. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean, Josh, like walking away like a little silver. <laughs> I'm going to walk away different from this conversation. I'll <laughs> All right, so um, before I ask my final question, I just want to throw this grenade out there and see and see what I can find. Which province produced the best players, and why is it yours? 
Everybody got to rep right your province. Everybody, everybody got to rep your province. Everybody right now, rep your province. You're stirring a pot right now. I definitely think that it showed how strong, um, like, of course, all the promises are really, really strong. But at playoffs, it was like down to Ontario and down to Manitoba. So, you know, it was so competitive this year. And that, and like Shauna said, that, yeah, while the, um, the gap is decreasing, but everyone is still growing stronger every time as well, too. So even being on the third day and watching, um, you know, all of the, the girls play, um, you know, watching Valkyrie, Rainbow Thunder, Rogue and Reckless all from Ontario, Manitoba. We were just like mesmerized. We we're like, OK, well, Valkyrie's bad day would have been one of our best days. So we definitely have <laughs> ways to go. Uh, but yeah, it was really cool just even watching everyone play and how everyone performed. So uh, I will definitely argue that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I just want yeah. to stir the pot just for some fun. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think that like, I think that like, if you're going off of like the statistics of it or like the placement of it, then sure, technically speaking, Ontario and Manitoba. But I think we've seen like huge, huge strides come out of BC with Hardest Foam on the men's side, Bloom on the women's side, Alberta with Rack Attack in future, uh, Quebec with... <clears throat> Honestly, with all of your teams, uh, <laughs> like y'all have been popping off. Uh, Nova Scotia has been has been uh, putting in work, and PEI, uh, like Riptide, they had a phenomenal uh, tournament this this time around. Armada had a great showing too. Like it, every every the talent is coming out of the woodworks right now. Um, so we could talk about who's on top right now, but at the end of the day, like they're coming. Like like the gap is closing so so fast that. I wouldn't be surprised if next nationals was a total coin toss. Mm -hmm. I'm extremely motivated slash scared. Yeah. <laughs> All these other teams, like to see these teams working hard um, and getting better and better. It, it keeps us working hard too. So I think I appreciate too, just seeing uh, everyone working hard and the talent getting better and better. It's, it's really exciting. There were a lot of like upsets I feel at nationals this year, or like yeah. if you would have, bet on a game um it really could have gone either way as someone was saying earlier but uh keeps it exciting nice uh, yeah, quebec definitely has um a lot of up-and-coming uh players although quebec's been playing for quite some time our player base is continuously growing um and the, just for myself, having started playing five years ago and looking at the competition today within my own community, it's crazy to look to, to think about how stronger we've become. And sometimes I forget as well, right? Just playing in my league, and then maybe I'll travel elsewhere and 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 compare perhaps the level of play and think to myself, "Wow, actually, my local league is extremely competitive and has so many players that have caught that dodgeball bug who just really want to perform and get better and can't stop thinking about dodgeball. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens for us and our community. And um, yeah, I'm very proud to, to represent Quebec and be amongst one of our teams. For sure. Um, so it seems to be the number one consensus I'm hearing from everyone here that this was arguably the most competitive nationals across the board. Safe to assume? Yep. For sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> that. That was a good one. I like that one. Um, okay, cool. So to wrap this up, and this is just for you guys right here. 
shout them out. People who's helped you, whether they were sponsors, trainers, people who may have maybe let you crash in their in their place if you're not from there. Let, let's shut them out. People who helped you out during the season, internationals. Let's start with Gia. Ooh. Um, so of course we have to shout out our coaches, Nigel Wong and Angus Liao. Um, this, uh, you know, we we know it takes a lot of time and energy to be able to help us play less like hellas chickens. Uh, of course, always big shout out to Shade as well too, our OG coach who really paved the way and to, you know, always believe in us, right? Um, huge shout out, of course, to Dodgeball Calgary, Dodgeball Alberta for managing behind the scenes. The amount of times I get emails and messages from Erica reminding me to, you know, register and, and do things. So great thanks to Erica. I know Dwayne puts in a lot of work. All the organizers, um, you know, as an organizer myself too, I can't imagine the stress, um, you know, with everything that you had to go through. There was also like, like this power outage that you had to manage and you still were able to pull off a successful tournament. So really, really big appreciation to all the organizers of nationals. Power outages in Canada in dodgeball. Somehow, <laughs> I've seen this before. Normal. I've seen this before. <laughs> I, I, I know this story. Um, <laughs> all right, Josh, shout him out. Who helped you here? All right, bear with me. I have a, I have a few shout outs. <laughs> uh, let's start. Let's start with our coach, uh, Karine Biron. Uh, she uh, is a t- Team Canada women's player. Uh, also represents Quebec, and she jumped on to our team a couple weeks before nationals, actually. Uh, so she picked up a lot and and put a lot of hours in to get us to where we were um, and really helped us prepare mentally and physically for what was to come. Um, she is a phenomenal player and a phenomenal leader as well. So sh- huge shout out to her and thanks for lifting a lot of that stress off because I think a lot of people don't realize how difficult it is to organize a team, be the hype person, be a captain, but also play. And, and be focused on the court. Um, so huge shout out to her. Definitely the organizers, so the Quebec Federation um, that helped put this tournament together, including my local league, the Raton Chassar, which you most likely would have seen, you know, plastered all over the tournament. They were a huge part of making this event one of the most successful to date. Um, I also want to shout out Jana Galaini, my best friend, who uh, is always there to encourage me and really brings the best out of me. Um, and my husband, Lewis, he's the reason I played day two, uh, going back home day one. He said, you know, forget everything you're playing tomorrow. I didn't necessarily believe or trust him uh, day one, but uh, day two, I, 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 thanks to him, I was able to really go out there and just give give my all regardless of uh, the injury. Wow. Props. You got, you got major support at home there, bro. Just to just to say something to you, Josh, because I so I coached the future uh, men's team and we played Diabolique day two. I never would have known that you had an injury day two, like after day one, because you played phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you had such a good game against future. I distinctly remember being like, guys, we've got to get Josh <laughs> out. He cannot be on the court for the amount of time we're leaving him on the court for. Like, come on. I um, definitely felt that going into the second <laughs> half, yeah, for yeah. sure. I really appreciate that today. Thank you. Yeah, I think that course. game is my highlight as well from the tournament. Um, I feel like I, I played my best in that game against against Future. Um, and that's where the joke came. Right after that game, a lot of my teammates said, so you're, you were never really injured, were you? <laughs> <And I> said, <laughs> 
Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was a nail biter of a game. That was that was something. I've oh, yeah. I've rewatched it a couple times already. <laughs> I'm gonna need a link to that. I'm gonna need a link to that game, by the way. Um, all right. <laughs> what about you, Shade? Who who you want to shout out here? Uh so again, I've I've got like a laundry list here. Um Go on the it. you know, from the team side. Of course, the first shout out goes to Spencer, who's our coach, and he also plays for Fury. Um, as someone who's in the same, who was in the same boat this year, you know, playing for a women's team and coaching a men's team, I know how absolutely grueling it is to try and balance both of those things on the largest national stage. Uh, and his hard work and his dedication to us definitely did not go unnoticed. Um, second shout out is to Veronica Baird, who uh, she's the brains behind all the social media content that's been coming out for Valkyrie. Uh, she is a member of our team, but she is incredibly pregnant right now uh, and thus was unable to compete or even attend nationals. Uh, but she stayed tuned into every single game, watched the live stream, and was basically our biggest supporter throughout everything. Uh, also, shout out to the Fury Boys, who they share gym space with us. They help us practice whenever we need extra body for scrims. Uh, they also help us shag throughout the entirety of the tournament so huge shout out to them for that as well as to alex fetlovsky adrian halliburton and nick laporte who were uh more or less dedicated ball retrievers for valkyrie the whole weekend um and then on a personal level shout out to my wife who gives me endless amounts of support despite how much dodgeball constantly consumes my life <laughs> um and then also before I forget, a huge shout out to Eric Ceruto, who designed our lovely new Valkyrie playoff kits. Uh, shameless plug, they are on sale right now until May 1st. So feel free to check out our Instagram page for more info. <laughs> Hashtag Valkyrie for life. Yeah. The link is in the bio of this yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's the discount code? The yeah. discount code gonna be at the bottom of this episode. You know, I'm gonna say the discount code at the end of it. So, <laughs> special promotion we got running. All right, <laughs> that was perfect comedy. Sometimes comedy writes itself. All right, what about you, Shauna? Wrap us up. Um, I feel like I should have better prepared my list. I have like a really quick bullet point version here, but um, I'll start obviously with uh, the team. Um, I am really grateful for every single one of those girls and um, just the friends that they are to me. Um, I think I appreciate that uh, more than anything above being uh, dodgeball teammates. Um, the spot, I feel like, deserves a shout out. They're like a rehab and sports therapy place here in Toronto or Markham. Um, they have taken care of me for a really long time and they take care of a lot of people at the tournaments. Um, I, I think they're great guys, but also are just really smart and really know their stuff. So shout out to them. Um, Josh, uh, who is my uh, partner in life, but uh, also the coach of uh, Reckless, um, I think he really inspired us this year and last year to, to start looking at the game differently, um, to play for each other, um, to focus on our mental more than um, our skills per se, um, which is I think where we've always really struggled and to be just an amazing listener um and I, I guess that applies to again both being a partner and a coach um and I really enjoy just getting to to play and train alongside him 
And last but not least, I'd like to thank uh, climate change, which is real and caused the ice storm, which led us to have no power. And it resulted <laughs> in us sleeping in what felt like a cryo, cryo chamber um, in the first night, which I honestly think like really excellently prepared our bodies for that tournament. So that's how you kept it fresh for three days. That's crazy. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. known. Now we know the secret to winning nationals. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Just sleep outside. Sleep outside. No heat, no fireplace, no gas, no nothing, no blankets. Cold showers only. Cold yeah, showers exactly. only. All that. We doing everything uncomfortable to win. That's what we're doing. Uncomfortable in 2024. All right, and that was my um, recap of the nationals that took place in Canada. Wow, it seem, seems to be the the theme of the month, really. Nationals everywhere. Uh, I'd like to thank Shauna, Sade, Josh, and Gia for hopping on and sharing with us their perspective and story of the event itself. Um, that was definitely a fun panel. I just wanted to start a little fun for my end, um, which province produced uh, the best players. That was just a little funny um, humor just for, for, for my sake, really. Um, I'm going to get, I know I probably said this before, but I'm going to get started on one-on-one interviews soon. And I already have one locked down. Um, But before then, there is a group that I'm trying to reach out to, a content group. And uh, as soon as I set that up with them, we'll get them on as well. All right. Uh, If you've been with me up until this point, thank you so much and have a wonderful day.